0: This is a Founding Media Podcast.
1: Welcome to the Balance Badassery Podcast, your weekly fix of wellness wisdom. I'm your host, Allie Waddell. On this episode, we're talking to Christian Placencia. Hooray, I said it right. He is a fascial stretch therapist, an on-it gym performance coach and educator as well as the ceo of the durable athlete this guy likes to move and he moves really well as you'll hear us talk about we dive into why it's important to reassess your fitness routine and why recovery is so important for your little body so here we go here's my conversation with christian Yo, 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 Badass Brigade, Ali Waddell here for Balanced Badassery. Today, we're going to talk about one of the pillars of wellness, which is my favorite pillar. That is movement. And I have my boy, Christian Plascencia. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That was the hardest part of the whole podcast. Um, <laughs> on to talk about all things movement, how to live so you feel like a athlete inside, even if you're not an athlete in the real world. And how to not fuck up your body so that you can do it for a long, long time. Because you only get one meat suit, so you better take care of it.
0: <laughs> I like
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> Christian, why don't you introduce yourself to the Badass Brigade?
0: Yes, yes. First of all, thank you for having me, Allie. Um, yeah, so you basically put it out there. My name is Christian Placencia. Uh, originally from Salinas, California, which is like the central coast. Uh, did my undergrad out in like Southern California-ish area, like Ventura County. Um thought I was going to do physical therapy thought I was going to become a physical therapist since I was like the age of twelve which is really really funny
1: that's interesting yeah very interesting I have
0: a, I have an interesting mom <laughs> I have a mom that pushed me to extreme <laughs> limits um but yeah I just that was just something I just figured I wanted to do for like my whole life and then I got to a senior in college and realized uh I met John Wolf Oh yeah, the and wolf. then
1: everybody's life changes then, after they meet John Wolf. <laughs> <exactly. laughs> you go down the weird yeah. wolf rabbit hole, and shit <laughs> is never the same. It's
0: never the same. It hasn't been the same since <laughs> I met him. No, but that that was a huge turning point, and I wanted to go more of like the strength conditioning trainer route. Uh, So, yeah, I uh, applied to grad school. I got into school at East Tennessee State, and I also got into the University of Texas at Austin. And so I decided uh, I think Austin, Texas would be a better choice than, uh, no offense to anyone if they're from Johnsonville City, Tennessee, I believe is what it's called, something (laughs) like that. But, yeah, it was a little bit, uh, Austin was a tad bit better. Um, And so I decided to come out here, and while that was also happening, um, John had given me, like, an internship position um, something that was just kind of, I didn't know what on it was. I didn't know what the Onnit Academy was.
1: Nobody really did at that point. <laughs> no, it
0: was like, what, 2015-ish when I came out here. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so I've been working at Onnit for like the last three and a half years. I've had the pleasure of working alongside, you know, a lot of great people, a lot of great teachers and mentors. Um, even just like the new batch of Onnit trainers that are now coming in, like Natalie, like Joshua, um just an amazing amazing team to be around i've also had just the opportunity to work with even people that we bring in right mm-hmm. like uh like mike fitch like frc and dr adreo spina uh dr mark Chang. just the list goes on you know mm-hmm. what i mean um so yeah basically been out in awesome for like the last three and a half years and trying to just uh get a motherfucking scholarship you know <laughs> basically pretty uh, softly
1: that's awesome so what is your regarding movement what's your kind of general philosophy when it comes to kind of talking to people about movement incorporating more movement you know kind of training for life mm-hmm. in general
0: yeah definitely well you know i feel like a lot of times you know whenever i would go into the gym and work out and just fitness for myself um again, before I met John Wolf, a lot of it was like a a lot of, let's get bigger, let's get stronger, let's get faster, which is all awesome. And it's still needed. Um, But john really exposed me to taking a different perspective towards like movement and towards like fitness in general, right. And, and kind of seeing like, how well do you move in a different capacity, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like, we all know how to do a squat, we all know how to do a press pull, whatever. But when given a different perspective when given a different lens and having you do it in a different manner tweaking little variables it becomes a whole different monster your body um, your body adapts very specifically right to like the the demands you place on it and so being able to move with a little bit more of a, an intention behind like, let's see how what's a good layman's like a good layman's term to kind of use would be to move with more efficiency your body Mm -hmm. was made to move a specific way and so if you're able to basically unlock the potential of that you're able to move more efficiently if not right we all have competition we all have little things going on in our body and when we're not i guess attuned to those things right and not mindful of those things then they will continue to kind of pack on and and pack on each other and that's when weird injuries or weird things happen in our bodies that don't end up feeling too well
1: yeah, you kind of develop these chronic ways of just living your kind of daily function. And that's one thing that I love that you say is like, pay attention to the small things that you're doing every day yeah. that are feeling uncomfortable yeah. and like start to unpack those because totally. so many people, he, he's still a very young man, mm. but but he's also an athlete. And so we're always kind of dealing with some, most of us are always, especially if you push yourself athletically, there's always A little something somewhere that's, like, not feeling 100%. 100%. And then as you get older, those things kind of become larger and kind of in your face a little more. And I really think that's a way of your body communicating to you. Like, are you paying attention? Are you really taking care? yeah. Um, And so I like that you have this kind of mindful philosophy when it comes to movement. And we were discussing when we started is that so many people, you kind of become an adult and you're like, you work out because, you know, there's a thing that says you have to work out, which which you should. Everybody yeah. should be moving their body. I mean, if mm-hmm. you're not and you're sitting most of the time, there's all kinds of other stuff. Yeah. But they're not really taking a mindful approach. You know, some people yeah. are training for something. So you'll have, you know, whatever, marathoners or they're yeah. triathletes or they're, you know, they still play tennis or whatever. But then a lot of people just go to the gym because they... <laughs> They think they're supposed to go I'm to the gym. To. Yeah. So yeah. how do you start to talk to kind of normal people that yeah. come in and start working with you about, like, how do you get to a why? How do you kind of understand and try to help people, like, think more thoroughly about their kind of fitness and wellness routines?
0: Yeah. Well, I think, you know, the biggest part or the biggest, um, I guess, roadblock, right, with people coming into a general population gym is the mindset is like, again, let me sweat more. Let me burn more mm-hmm. so I can go and eat more and drink more. And all, right. I mean, that's kind of for the most part, that's yeah. a very a big generalization. but, no, but for it the is. Most part, Right. And that's fine. Like there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But knowing that people have that mindset going into the gym, also knowing that we are very competitive,
1: mm-hmm. right
0: at heart. So, you know, you say, oh, well, what's this intentional like movement? Like, what, what do you mean by that? And it's like, well, we're going to challenge you to move, so like a lunge, like a squat, like a press, like a pull. We're going to challenge you in all these ways that your body is going to be set to a different starting position and it's going to make you work in a different position, mm-hmm. something that you're not used to. So then you're gonna have like that inner kind of uh, uh, I guess like back and forth with yourself kind of just around like why does this suck? I've done a push-up before, you know I've done loaded walks I've done a lunge before. Why does this lunge suck and why can't I hold it for ten seconds? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so that's kind of like the the tricky way of a trainer, right? The uh, to kind of get you especially like get on it where I work at and and we have tons of other trainers who who understand like this little like play on it, but the psychology of it is we're all kind of looking for like some type of challenge, Mm -hmm. right? Like you had kind of mentioned, people are still going into the gym maybe as a follow-up because they were once an athlete, right, and played a sport, maybe in college, maybe not but we have like this inner desire to want to compete and want to win
1: mm-hmm. right
0: and succeed. And so it's like, yeah, let's let's put the let's put the, uh, the perspective a little bit differently. Let me make you look at it this exercise from this point of view and then let me make you work there. You're not gonna like it. I know you're probably not going to be as successful as you would like. Mm-hmm. So you're gonna keep going at it with your best and uh, you know with each rep. And next thing you know, you know after a 45 minute class, maybe on paper, it wouldn't have looked like a, a great workout, you know, like a killer <laughs> workout. But that's the that's the simplicity of it. Right? I shit
1: you not. That is what happens every time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like you look at it on the board. And you're like, that does not seem that bad, and then yeah. you're like, after you're like, why does this suck mm-hmm. so bad? And mm-hmm. being an athlete, and then finally finding a facility where I feel like I can. I've never been a class person because mm-hmm. as an athlete and a trainer, you're like, I don't need to go to a class. It's yeah. the only place in Austin yeah. that I go to classes because yeah. I'm like, oh well, legitimately, everybody is gonna like. Yeah. It's. I'm number one. I'm not going to hurt myself unless I'm being a on, which sometimes I am. Thank you, Juan, for your barbell class (laughs) and those damn people that I have to compete with. And then, uh, but everybody's real smart and mindful, and so that's the other part that you really bring in is that you really work on the warm up and the Mm. decompression part. And I think that that slowly, I do think that recovery is going to be this next wave of wellness that we're seeing. You know, we're seeing infrared sauna places yeah. pop up we're seeing you know the ice cold tubs come into mm-hmm. and yes i understand i'm in a bubble and people think it's weird that i have an ice tub in the back of my house but shit I love that. shit is legit
0: <laughs> i love that
1: um yeah. so talk to people about what what is this kind of wave of like recovery that people are starting to hear about yeah. and why is that so important to really to really start to incorporate and how would somebody do that if they're just kind of normal you totally, know everyday people Totally.
0: um well I think it's making a big splash just you know the I think a little bit of it right like the, the cryo is awesome the the sauna is awesome the um, dry needling the all the all the stuff that you can do everything from passive to active right mm-hmm. like there's some fascia stretch therapy with oh yeah kid. yeah <laughs> I had to plug them in they're, they're awesome um but like there's all these modalities and so like from a business perspective
1: it's you can kind of see right (laughs) like yeah exactly
0: like uh isn't there a spot maybe maybe i'm wrong but it's called like restore where it's got like the cryo it's got the sauna it's Mm -hmm. got like the bubble baths it's got like everything (laughs) that you can possibly think of recovery wise like the norma tech boots like everything is there so i think a little bit a little bit of it is business but you know when when i think again if you package it the right way right which in our classes like you mentioned we do the the warm-ups and we do the cool downs like If you're smart enough about it, you could really make like your everyday program, like a recovery and a strength program, because Mm it's a two part process, right? In order for us to get whatever your goals are, bigger, faster, stronger, leaner, whatever it is, you stimulate and then you adapt. Right, mm-hmm. and so that adapt portion, I think a lot of us kind of skip over it. I think we just stimulate, 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 and next thing you know, there's no chance for a rebound. Mm-hmm. Right, there's no chance to come back stronger because we're just knocking ourselves down every time. So I think maybe people realize, like, hey, you know what? Like, like I, we were talking about before, like I could take a an off day and not feel like I'm losing something. You know, I'm not losing any ground. As a matter of fact, I'm probably allowing myself to recover, right, to a better capacity. And allow myself to keep going so if my my warm-ups are thorough and i'm making sure each joint is moving how a joint should move mm-hmm. and then i go in and i work out the amount of i won't say negative forces but the amount of negative compression and forces that you put like on your spine your low back your knees things that may be aching you like that's not there anymore or not mm-hmm. to the level that it used to be and then you work out and you get done and then instead of just getting in your car and leaving like you take the time to not only you know um allow tissues to be a little bit more like lengthen right because a lot of stuff we do is very compression so like let's lengthen tissues and then let's also start to incorporate the breath, which starts to bring down the whole autonomic nervous system, which mm-hmm. then gets the muscles and everything else to kind of start to release a little bit of more tension. And so there's like this this effect that, boom, right there, there's recovery. Mm-hmm. You're allowing your body to adapt. So again, I think that's what the, I think that's if you, if you do it the right way, if you program it the right way or, or look at it through the right lens and start to maybe realize your warmups and your cool downs are effective and have this serve this bigger purpose, i think people can start to realize that hey it's just something i could do with with what i'm already doing on a daily basis maybe i add 10 more minutes yeah i mean
1: and really for most people you don't really have to work out that long it's not like Mm. you need to be lifting heavy for an hour i mean yeah
0: totally if you
1: are you're probably i mean unless you're a bodybuilder and you're very specific you're probably doing it wrong i mean you don't really need to be lifting that i mean being that intense for that long it's You're not getting any extra gains on it. And so one of the things that are so important about the warmup is like, that is by the time you get into your set, you're actually going to go first round. Mm-hmm. Like you're going to be actually yeah. able to function as yeah. opposed to take three rounds yeah.
0: to, That's true. <laughs> to get ready yeah. to go. Yeah. Like 30 minutes in to the gym. <laughs> then and you're like, like Oh, Damn. I
1: finally feel like I'm ready yeah. to go.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Which a lot of us do. And I, mm-hmm. I used to be the same oh, way.
1: I did my whole life. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> until yeah. like probably two years ago. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so we're all learning. We're all
1: still learning. Yeah. Yeah. It's just this slow process. Yeah. Um, um, what is some things that are that you've seen coming around and kind of the the movement physical side of the industry that you're getting really excited and interested in?
0: Um, you know, for the most part, like, I'm sorry. I want to make sure I understand this. So basically, yeah. what am I seeing like movement wise in the yeah, whole like fitness what, industry? Uh, yeah, that's kind, kind of, of. Yeah. Well, I just think that there's again i think the biggest thing in fitness is understanding like your perspective and understanding your context and understanding like your why so mm-hmm. with more you know with more people coming out like francesca right primal's oh. girlfriend or even mm-hmm. just someone like primal Crazy. right, who uses <laughs> kettlebells and the way yeah. they move like you're allowing for or like leo savage right mm-hmm. like Isik, like they're all different expressions of very similar principles and very similar like theories you know what i mean yeah. And it's cool to be able to see those different types of, of applications and then understand the understanding the why behind each one of them, mm-hmm. right? So, like, why would I want to do something like Primal, you know, something that Primal does as opposed to another kettlebell guy, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's very, very cool to see, like, a, again we all have a past, we all have past experiences that we bring with us, right? We all have, I used to be a basketball player, Francesca, maybe soccer. I could be completely the wrong, That's
1: what I think. but like, yeah. you know
0: what I mean? Like we all kind of come from like this different background and so I think that what that allows us to do is have like a different lens and to apply similar principle or like similar principles, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And the end result is similar, but different and unique yeah. to each one of our own, you know what I mean? And specifically Austin, Texas, specifically like, the Onnit Academy, the Onnit Gym, like, it has been a hub of pe- for people like you, mm-hmm. for people, again, like Tim and Kim, mm-hmm. for people like myself, Natalie, John Wolfe, Shane, like, all these, I mean, there's a reason that, like, Mike Fitch wants to come down and hang out, like, his, like, week and a half it vacation is so awesome. Here, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. there's just so much good vibes around this area and a lot of good things happening in the fitness in- industry. So I feel like yeah. that's, that's awesome.
1: I think it's... And one of the things I love that you hit on, and I think it's so important for people to understand, it, is although there's so many different ways to be healthy and to mm-hmm. be fit and to move well, mm-hmm. and that's one of the things that I love about On It. But love what you just said is like you can look at these different philosophies, and they're all based on very functional, mm-hmm. you know, research backs ways yeah. to like take care of your body. Yeah. But they're all different. And so, and none of them are better than other ones. And none of them are like, you could do Animal Flow for six months and like be killing it and move like Mike Finchlist is like, who doesn't want to move like that guy? It's unbelievable. unbelievable. And then go and do, you know, primals, yeah. kettlebell stuff, and get super, you know, and yep. program yep. that in a way where you, and I think people get stuck and be like, this is what I have. Yeah. I've signed up yeah. for weightlifting, yeah. and thus I have I'm to doing. lift weights yeah. for yeah. the rest of my life. Yeah. And I'm like, is that even serving you anymore? Right. Are you, ex- right. Do you like going to the gym? Yeah. I mean, my other thing is like if you don't like going to the gym, like <laughs> maybe take some time off. Go dance <laughs> yeah. or go bike do po- yeah, do pole <laughs> dancing or yeah, whatever you want. Yeah, but you, you want. know, finding that joy again mm-hmm. and that's one thing that on it really gave me is like Man, when you've been training for almost 20 years, like at some point you're like, dude, I just am bored. (laughs) Right, right, right. You know, like you got to go change it up. And the way you change it up is having fun and like experimenting with different stuff.
0: Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Yeah, I couldn't agree more.
1: So what are some of the things that you think that kind of every person could implement in their life um, regarding movement that could really help them move and kind of get to know their know their Their body yeah
0: definitely well I think uh, one one big principle would be to slow down yeah and that was one thing that I learned right off the bat like I, I was just talking to Natalie about this the other day like when I first started this like movement mobility type of practice I guess you want to call it um it was at John John Wolf's old gym in Salinas California right it was right before I came out here to Texas and I would spend like about an hour warming up now granted I don't I don't spend an hour to warm up today, right? But I was going through, like, this process of, like, trying to create that connection with my body and my brain, right? Mm-hmm. And I realized, like, off the, right off the bat, like, my biggest tendency was wanting to move, like, quickly and fast and, like, wasn't taking the time to, like, breathe and move, you know, mm-hmm. c- connecting the two right there. So I think that could be a, a really big thing already because – it's a huge shift, right? For someone, let's just say like CJ, right? Yeah. Huge, huge power lifter, strong strength guy, right? Could lift a lot of weight to get him to like all the way shift and only do like animal flow would be a huge shift, right? Yeah. So it's like baby steps. <laughs> so how about, you know, so for in like that context, it's like, hey, let's maybe lessen the weight a little bit, but like, let's move slower through things and like, let's see if maybe we could feel a little bit more because there is no right or wrong, right? It's not like a, or are you feeling this exactly in your left hip at this <laughs> junction? No, then you're not doing it right. No, it's like, hey, do you feel more through there? Do you feel more things moving? Do you feel more things engaging? And I think that that would help people start
1: mm-hmm. that process.
0: Because you don't have to stop doing your kettlebells or your your one thing that you're really attached to, you know? Yeah. Um, another thing too, which I think, you know, I do this every single day is is, a, is having like a little morning routine, right? And and. That morning routine can be, I mean, it, reading, walking, jogging, whatever it may, walking your dog, whatever it may be. But for me, it's, well, right away I hydrate. So drink a lot of water and then I move. For how like, much water? So now that I got this, I've been living in the house for last year in the <laughs> suburban area. Mm-hmm. Uh, it tells me how many ounces of water that I get. In with your each cup? cup? Yes. Fancy. So I have, I, each morning it'll be 35 ounces in that bullet cup. Mm-hmm. Um and sometimes sometimes I might go and flick another quarter glass Mm -hmm. but for the most part like that'll be the start drink Mm -hmm. at least half of that and then I get on the ground and I start moving Mm -hmm. and I'll move on the ground for probably 10 minutes 10 15 minutes depending on if it was a big lifting day I might take like 20 30 you know Mm -hmm. just kind of depending how I feel that day but what I try to tell people is like you don't need a you don't need like an hour practice right like doing it five minutes here, two minutes here, two minutes here, two minutes here. Like it all adds up, you know, especially in the beginning, um, any type of, um, experience or conditioning to that is going to have like a great, great effect, you know, a positive effect. Um, so those, those would be probably like the two yeah. most simplest things that, you know, people can kind of try to implement or try to change and see some type of like positive difference or a uh, change.
1: Yeah, I think incorporating some kind of movement to your morning practice
0: yeah.
1: is huge. And really, for a lot of people, like walking, like just getting you outside and walking is really yeah. great. But you and Natalie both have really great morning practice short videos mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. just like moving through your body, yeah. wrist yeah. circles, shoulder circles, yeah. doing some cat-cow. Totally. And it is amazing if you can just incorporate five minutes i love mm-hmm. that you say you can kind of break it up like i you know for my clients that have that sit at desks all day like you need to have a desk mobility routine yeah. if you're going to be sitting there set a timer totally and every right. 20 30 minutes you're doing something i mean right. stretching your something. back standing up yeah moving yeah. around because that whole stagnant sitting thing yeah It's no bueno. No bueno.
0: Mm -mm. Supposedly,
1: sitting is the new smoking. So. Yeah, I was was just about to say
0: the same thing. (laughs) That's crazy.
1: So we're gonna go into some rapid fire questions. Are you ready? Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. What is your favorite thing to eat? Pizza. Pizza. That's yeah, my favorite uh, thing to eat actually.
0: <laughs> I don't even like cheese and pizza's my favorite. Food. Really? Yeah, I don't like cheese.
1: What kind of pizza do you like?
0: Oh, um I've become very fond of like a huge vegetarian pizza mm-hmm. but just add some like prosciutto. On it. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: Lots of veggies. Lots of meat chunks with
0: some meat chunks on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're not vegan over here, which is nothing wrong with that. No, you but, can you be know, vegan. Yeah, but... you can be vegan but like I need my meat still.
1: What kind of uh, what pizza do you like in Austin?
0: Ooh, so I've only had it like twice. No, once. I think I've only had it once. Uh, Bufali- Bufalina. Bufalina. Wow. Oh, yeah, yeah legit magical. shit going down over um, there. Via 313 gluten-free. It's pretty free. good,
1: too. Their gluten-free yeah.
0: stuff is even really good.
1: There we go. Yeah, yeah those are
0: probably my favorite, too, right there.
1: What is something that you believe that most people think you're crazy for thinking
0: Mm, that the Lakers will win a championship <laughs> every single year <laughs> that we start a season. And I'm going to have to believe it, and I'm going to stand by it for the rest of my life.
1: He's just going. Yeah,
0: especially this year. <laughs> especially this year.
1: That's awesome. <laughs> okay, final question. Okay. What is one thing that you would tell t- tell your younger self, and you can tell me how old he is, and what's one thing that your 90-year-old self would tell you today?
0: <sighs> Dang so what is okay let me, let's do the first one first so you said what would I tell my younger self mm-hmm. uh to be patient mm-hmm. just be patient and timing I would say like timing is everything right like when you when you know you know mm-hmm. I know that's kind of very you went open-ended. into hurry well no I just feel like um and again tying into the workout moving really fast having intensity to go fast like Again, the way I was, I grew up at twelve intensity. years old. I thought I knew what I wanted to do, so it's like I'm always on like this path. I'm I always feel like I'm on this like road to go somewhere and get somewhere. And I feel like um, I've tried to implement as much as I can to just be patient and let things happen when it's when they're supposed to happen organically. Trust you know? the universe. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Not easy. Not no, not <laughs> easy. I'm still working on. i by no way perfected it, and probably won't perfect it. So. Um, but then what would I tell? What
1: What advice would your 90-year-old self give you today? Oof, man.
0: Good thing you were patient, hopefully. <laughs> Good thing you waited. Um, yeah, I, pro- I mean, I feel like it's probably going to have to be along those lines. And also just to, there's this one thing, and it's not because my parents, it has nothing to do with saying my parents are bad. Like, I love oh, my yeah, parents, yeah. and they're awesome, and I wouldn't change anything about them. But my dad brought up this quote to me the other day. It was, um, it's... Wait, okay, hold on. I don't want to butcher this right here. But basically, it's your parents' fault for raising you the way they did. It's your fault for staying, for staying basically, like, yeah. the same. Yeah. I know I butchered that up completely. But ultimately, like, it's so super easy to be like, well, that was the way I was raised. That was, That's what I've been used to. That's the norm for me. That's who I am. And so whoever around me is just going to have to change. But rather... I feel like there's there's some value in being able to be like you know what like I know the ways I've been raised I, know, I I'm aware of my I'm intentional about my 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 actions and I want to make sure that the ones that I decided to or the are the the promises I made to myself about making changes that I'm actually making those changes and not just living in a um, passive lifestyle, I guess.
1: Yeah, taking personal responsibility. Yeah, 100% exactly. responsibility because you're a dull-ass man. <laughs> exactly. Trying to be. everybody. To be. Well, Christian, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Yeah. Is there anything that you didn't get to say on the podcast that you would like to share? Mm, I,
0: don't, I don't think so, man. Other than uh, I love basketball, <laughs> and the Lakers will probably win the championship <laughs> this year. And that's really about it. Yeah, just... Um, I couldn't be happier, honestly, to to be on here and be able to kind of spread the message of moving with intention.
1: Moving with intention. Yeah. Everybody can do it. Boom. (laughs) Love it. Bye, guys. Are you moving yet? Thank you, Christian, for sharing your badass wisdom with us on the pod. The Balance Badassery team includes me, Ali Waddell, producer Mariah Gossett, our audio engineer, Jake Wallace, and thank you to everyone at Founding Media for your continued support. Did you know you can watch casts of all my interviews and see me and my guests on the YouTube? Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. The links are in the show notes. You can follow me on social media at Allie Waddell, A-L-L-I-W-A-D-D-E-L-L. Thanks for listening.